Brooke, I have some big news. Okay. The Moms on Maui summer dates yes. are live. And this will be the last Moms on Maui of 2024. 2024. So super stoked about it. Yeah. And it's just an incredible experience. I mean, you can tell people about it more than <laughs> I can because I'm not allowed to you come. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so fun. It really is. So we've got um, two back-to-back weeks up of dates in July. So it's July 11 through 16 and then 18 through 23. So you can apply for which week works for you, mm-hmm. or you can apply and check both boxes and say either works. Yeah. I just want to be there. I'm just, I'm so excited about doing Moms on Maui again this year because obviously last year when I did it, it was great. It was fun. It was all the things. Yep. But I feel like since then, I have learned a lot and had some more ideas and I have some surprises up my sleeve and I'm just like, let's do it. Yeah, there are literally boxes of goodies around us right now now. for Moms on Maui. Yes. The the April ones that are coming out. Yes. The July dates are live. You can find those at walkandlove.com slash Moms on Maui or go to the show notes Mm -hmm. or just go to our website and click on Moms on Maui. Uh, Apply today because spots are extremely, extremely limited. Lemonated? Limited. Limited. Yes. Uh, So yeah, go apply today. Hello and welcome to the Walk in the Podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about what kids need. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. The Walk in Love Podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I as we talk about parenting, marriage, faith, emotions, rhythms. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a more joy-filled life. And if you are looking for a joy-filled life, you're in the right place. Mm. I agree. So what you got, babe? Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. 12 thumbs up. A thousand thumbs up. (laughs) Is that from something? June says it after she really likes a movie. Oh, a thousand thumbs up. Yeah. That's a lot of thumbs up. Um, Speaking of thumbs up, Mm. we have 732 reviews. Well, at last check. Wow. Wow. What? Wow. We are, what's 732 minus 1,000? I don't know. We're close to 1,000 people. Close to 1,000. 200 and... Something. 69? I don't know. I forget the original number already. Yeah. 269 reviews away from our 1,000, which is our goal. So yes. if you haven't listened... And I know there's more than 1,000 people that listen weekly. Mm-hmm. I see the numbers, people. See I see it. <laughs> so here are your two options. You can go click, click, click and leave a review or you can go yeah. click, 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 send your favorite episode to a friend. Ooh. You are the reason the podcast has grown. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's very rare that I run, that I find a direct message that was like, I saw an Instagram reel and now I'm a listener. Yeah. It's almost always a friend recommended X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And now I listen. So Maybe all the work I do on those Instagram reels is pointless. <laughs> Does my life have meaning? Maybe we should just start texting our friends. Yes. So again. <laughs> to get to a thousand thumbs up. Thousand reviews. Right. You can put your thumbs up in the review. That's your option. Mm. I'm going to let, I'm going to leave the review place, review typing, review writing. Actually, why don't you go to chatty? Why don't you go to chat GPT? Here you go. Have a robot right there. Here's what we, yeah, this, okay. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> okay. Here's what I want you to do. And I'm going to do it right now. Go to chat GPT. Okay. You don't need to pay for it. Right. Write a review of the Walk and Love podcast. Oh boy. With Brooke and TJ, because it makes me um, laugh. Yeah. Cry. And sometimes fart. Ooh, okay. So that's what I want. I want something like that. Yeah. I'm going to get ch- chatty working on that. Okay. Because if I read 200 and whatever I just said reviews written by a robot, I think I might make me laugh. <laughs> so the question is, how would they be all be similar? Are people going to go leave similar reviews? Maybe. But then that makes it look like it's spam and they're not real. Okay. Well, so, I don't know. I, th- I'm actually asking. This is a long I don't review. know. I don't want to long. Don't you can't be that long. How long? It's, oh, it's still, still going. going. Wow. 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 It's still going, but I'm going to read it. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's still going. <laughs> I might skip some of it. Yes, okay. please it's do. still going. Oh, to I'm sum not. it up. Okay. Oh, oh, just read that part. 
Oh, it's still typing. Okay. A joy title, a joyful roller coaster of emotions, the walk and love podcast. Okay. Wow. Five stars. Thanks chat. Um, <laughs> I didn't tell it to give me five stars. No, but it did. It did. So it knows. AI even knows. Michael, it knows. Uh, the walk and love Pos- podcast hosted by Brooke and TJ is truly a unique listening experience that mm-hmm. will leave you laughing, crying, and yes, even occasionally farting. It has become <laughs> an essential part of my weekly routine and I can't, cannot recommend it enough to anyone in search of a heartwarming and hilarious podcast. Mm. Brooke and TJ's dynamic is nothing short of infectious. Oh, yeah, I, maybe. I don't know if I want to be described <laughs> as infectious. They have an anymore. uncanny ability to make you feel like you're sitting right there with them, sharing stories and engaging in thought-provoking conversation. Mm. Their humor is genuine and they never shy away from sharing their vulnerabilities, making it easier to relate to their experiences and perspectives. Wow. Each episode is like a roller coaster of emotion, taking you on a journey through laughter, tears, and surprisingly, even the occasional bodily function. <laughs> hey, that part's kind of true. Their storytelling is captivating, and their openness to discuss personal experience and deep feelings leaves you feeling connected and invested in their lives. Mm. Not only do TJ Brooke and TJ cover a wide range of topics, from relationships and parenting to pop culture and current events, nope, but they also seamlessly incorporate their faith into their discussions, providing a refreshing and thoughtful perspective on life's challenges. To sum it up, the Walk and Love podcast is a brilliantly executed emotional roller coaster that will keep you coming back for more. It's a rare gem in the podcast world, offering a perfect blend of humor, vulnerability, and genuine connection. If you haven't yet subscribed, do yourself a favor and join the ever-growing fan base of this laugh-out-loud, tear-jerking, and sometimes fart fart inducing podcast <laughs> as always it's spookily close yeah um so what i think you could do is you know write a three sentence review yes and of, then have it yeah have it add to it wow so that was something chat gpt so, so is, is today's today's sponsor the our podcast are we <laughs> is it inception no, you have a sponsor. Is the, I just is the got sidetracked po- because I actually did just look at the reviews and I saw that I was like, oh, 731 or 32 or some, somewhere in the 730s. Yeah. It's like, that's not very far from, no, especially, you know, if I do a call. Yeah. Or I could t- ask. Call to action. Okay. You read the, I'm going to work on something right now. Okay. Uh, no, for realsies though, the actual sponsor of today, which is always us, um, is my beauty counter business. And so it is April. If you are listening to this, well, if you're listening to this in like real time and typically we always have our big friends and family sale in April. I have not had this confirmed a hundred percent as in, I don't know the dates yet, but I do believe it is happening in April, which means a few things. The main thing it means is that if you want to try samples of something, unfortunately, we're sold out of the uh, foundation samples right now. So that's like a major bummer. But any of the other skincare stuff and a few of the other skincare products, if you want to try them before you buy them, request your samples now so that we have time to mail them to you. You can try them, decide what you like, all before um, the friends and family sale rolls around. And then you get, you know, Black Friday level savings. Um, so yeah, I'm, I always love the friends and family sale. It just seems like a really smart time to shop and a smart time to either dive in for the first time or restock everything you love because why not get it all at a discount? Right? Amen. That's Amen. always Hallelujah. better. Yeah. And the link to your beauty counter business is always in our show notes. Okay, cool. Okay. Write a three sentence text mm. like Donald Trump. Mm about the Walk and Love podcast I can send to a friend. Okay. Okay. This also works for reviews. Okay. Let's just have some fun, people. Yeah. Just found the best podcast ever. It's called Walk and Love, hosted by Brooke and TJ. They're tremendous, believe me. <laughs> They'll have you laughing, crying, and sometimes even farting. Yes, Donnie farts sometimes. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. You got to listen. It's going to be huge. Donnie? No, no, I added, I added that part. I was like, oh my word. Yeah. That's crazy. So there you go. You're right there. You're rolling. Oh, I'm around. not. I'm trying to get my chair. What is going? There we go. There we go. It was the lug nut. Fixed it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, that's so much better. How was your week, my darling wife? Um, my week was happened. It happened. 
It did happen. I don't know. What did we do? What? What, what did, did we, we do? Was um. I'm sort of remembering now. Yeah. Actually, it's all coming lie. back. I'm not remembering. It's coming back. To what I am remembering now. is that it's Thursday, and I had a few things on my list this week, um, that were like what matters most priorities, and I did get those done. We recorded on Sunday, so there's also that. Oh, that's happening. So that I think that's throwing you off. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. I don't know what I did since um, the last time I sat down here. Matt, Ben, mm, we had people in our house. That's right. <laughs> and Andrew, we're all here. Yes. Enjoying the island of Maui. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, you know, I drove them to the airport a couple of days ago. They were great. I've said this many, many times. When Not that guests with kids are hard. No, it's just different. It's just different. But get, so when you have guests without kids, you're like, oh man, are there even people staying in my house? That's yeah. kind of the vibe. But they also play with our girls. So it's like extra yeah, nice, extra nice helpers and we can have conversations. Because uh, someone else can answer their questions. Mm-hmm. So, but but here's an interesting thing, and this is why, like we we had that whole podcast episode called the life changing habit of travel. Mm-hmm. So we're driving back to the airport, and I asked them, I, and I and I kind of asked this to every guest that comes and stays with us. Mm-hmm. What, what's your Mount Rushmore of the trip? Yeah, you look back at this trip. What are you carving into stone? Yeah, so you can remember it. And uh, you know they hemmed and hawed and made some jokes, and you know we're 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 general genuine guy guy yeah. talk yeah and then um they they listed some off mm-hmm. uh and then i asked the question which i will this is sort of like my encouragement to our audience maui always brings a sort of aha epiphany moment mm. i think there's something so magical about traveling to the hawaiian islands mm-hmm. and i think it produces some sort of just like Clarity, clarity, deep reflection. You start asking a question you didn't know. Especially if you come and have a trip like they did, they didn't cram every single thing they could have done into every single day. They took naps on the beach. Yeah, they drove up country. Like they did a lot of stuff, but it wasn't go 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 go, which is what I would recommend. Like when people ask, "I'm coming to Maui. What do I do?" My honest first response is, "Be still." Yeah, do some things, but don't do all the things. And it's just cool because they all gave an answer. They all mm-hmm. had an answer. You know, yeah. these are 20 something guys. Yeah. None of them are married. And I just thought that was really cool. And it was, again, a reminder of how important travel is. Mm. And also just a plug to put, put it on your bucket list to come to these islands. Yeah. I think it's worth, I think it w- is worth it. It lives up, to, it lives up to the hype. And I think it does something extra to your well, to it's you. very far away yeah so you'd when you're here you do feel not like disconnected in a bad way but you do feel a little removed mm-hmm. which is i think sometimes helps with like the noise of life and the clarity like you you feel like you can think a little yeah more easily or whatever so um and it's so pretty it's so beautiful and that really does do something you know god created the world he created the beautiful world he cares about beauty he cares about all that kind of stuff and so like it does have like um clarifying healing like mm-hmm. it mat it matters yeah. it's not just like oh and it's nice out like it, yeah. you know <laughs> the wind's always blowing it, yeah it, it's yeah and cool. i know it's expensive and so put it in your digit now but it's nice that you're not going international opportune they changed the name oh they changed the name uh, which is also linked in the show notes the savings app that we use, which will mm-hmm. also be featured on this Friday finds. Mm-hmm. So travel back in time, right? Watch the video on Friday yeah. and you'll hear about the app. <laughs> so that was good. They were here. We, uh, Abby, it's Abby's last week. Yeah. Our babysitter, Abby is moving off of Island and getting married and starting her life with her soon to be husband. And we are yes. super, super excited for her. And so kind of just been celebrating her a little bit. Yeah. But it definitely will change our rhythm and our dynamic and the way that we work and do things. And that's okay. That happens in life. And you got to just sort of roll with it. And there will be some places of tinkering with the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just part of life. I often feel, though, excited for whatever season is next or like excited to kind of tinker around with it. Um, 
And I'm someone who craves a lot of consistency, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be in the same season forever. And we are also aren't like, you know, you tell someone, oh, our babysitter's moving. Oh, you know, like you, oh, you would yeah, get yeah. that response. Yeah. And we just don't ever really give those responses. Right. So to us, it's, yeah, we're sad and there's elements of it that we're definitely going to miss, but it's not this tragedy right. that's taking like place. Life all You know, and yeah. so I think it's always good to sort of have that perspective when something like that is changing or when the rhythm's changing. Um, so yeah, that's happening. She, this Today's her last day actually. So we'll now have to record during naps and figure something out, but mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Yeah. And yesterday, June, Sunny and I went to see the Mario movie. Oh yes. Fantastic. Great family movie. Uh, obviously we live in a culture where media corporations are trying to shove. Lots of things. Fringe messaging. That's mm. how I'll say it. Okay. Fringe messaging down your family's throat. Constantly. Constantly to the point where I don't feel safe letting my kids just pick something to watch. Without reading without or reading watching or it screening yeah. it. And so the Mario movie was just a good, family-friendly, entertaining movie. And it'll be interesting to see. This is sort of just my like general interest in media mm-hmm. that we have Disney on this side sort of just... They're, they're almost doubling down. Yeah. They've had terrible releases... But Bob Iger, who's their their old CEO, who's now their new CEO, has basically just been like, no, we're just going to stay the course. Right. So you have them on one side. And 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 people don't go to Disneyland to see the turning right. red. We talked about this character. Yeah. Right. You know, they go to see Cinderella and Woody. Woody and Aladdin and all these sort of old properties that they have. Yeah. So you have that on one side. And then you have Universal, which I think owns Illumination. I'm not sure. I think I don't it, know. I think they do. And they don't seem to be going down this road, mm. you know, with the minions and uh, this yeah. Mario movie. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't and, say every movie they do is like, wow. Yeah, because I'm not dunk. a huge minion fan. No, they're a little bit annoying. obnoxious for me. But they, but they are, are. They are not going down the let's shove it down your throat all the time. Yeah. Uh, street. And, and so, so it'll so be it, interesting it to see what the next like ten years looks like. Mm. It, you know, because I, I, Disney is definitely not in a not healthy a great place. place. Yeah. Financially, it, it's, it, it would appear. And uh, my prediction is that this Mario movie does over a billion dollars. Yeah. And wow. so that is just, that in and of itself is a mind blowing. It's just interesting. Me. But if you are a fan of going to the movies with your kids, which I love to do, which makes it challenging when you want to do something like that, when you're just worried or you read something and you're just like, I, I don't, I don't want to sit there and yeah. either, you know, I just don't want my kids to, to see this stuff. Yeah. And so Mario is a safe one to do that. And mm-hmm. it's funny. And as a kid who I remember getting, I, re- I really remember getting our Super Nintendo. Mm. That was like an iconic moment in our <laughs> lives. And as a kid who's grown up playing all the Nintendo games and all the Mario games, um, it was kind of like a dream come true. Yeah. I I actually, this, this is the only time I've ever felt this in the movie theater. I wanted to pause it on the big screen. Yeah. So that I could just see the, like the different areas. So you could look at the whole screen. Look at the whole detail. screen because there were so many, and I'm sure I didn't even catch half of them, all yeah. these little Easter eggs. And which, what is an Easter egg? Can an Easter egg is like a, like a really popular Easter egg is in every Pixar movie, you'll see the little ball with the stripe the and the ball. star, you'll see the Pixar ball, or you'll see film. a one 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 four, one one three, one one three, one one four. I think it's one one four. I think it's one one three. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. You see the number, the that number in every single Pixar one, yeah, because that was the conference room that they came up with all that the ideas. That was the conference in. room, um, which they came up with all like all the ideas except the recent ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. A one one three. Yeah. Well done, babe. Thanks. Um, so that's an Easter egg. And so Nintendo mm-hmm. obviously has such a treasure Massive. trove of Easter eggs to pull from. So I'm excited to watch it again. I'm excited to see it. I did go. Um, and then there's an end credit scene. Actually, before I get to that, Chris Pratt does a great job. Charlie Day as Luigi is like the perfect voice cast. Yeah. Uh, He's very funny. Jack Black as Bowser. Again, perfect. Seth Rogen, who I'm not a huge fan of. Right. Was Donkey Kong. Loved him as Donkey Kong. It worked really, really well. (laughs) And, you know, the only sort of modern movie 
that that they fell into was Princess Peach was perfection, had no From real story arc. Yeah. And I think this is it's just sort of modern writing. Female protagonists don't have to overcome anything. Mm-hmm. And then but and I think modern writers think like, oh, girl power, we're doing it. She's already she's already overcome it all. Yeah. yeah. And normally it's the, like, but I need to see that part of the story to care about. Her. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. that makes female protagonists really one dimensional and flat. Yeah. And so that was the only like, eh, but it was pretty subtle. Yeah. Um, normally what a movie does is they do that, but they only do that by making the main male protagonist kind of like a doofus, <laughs> dumb, dumb. Right. See Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> i.e. <laughs> i.e. basically every star wars movie that's ever yeah. come out mm-hmm. since the mm-hmm. originals um but, but yeah overall really that was good. a lot in only three days I we know. only recorded three days ago this is why it's a sunday and it's thursday i mean Monday, no, that's Tuesday, four days but like three full days in there i just yeah. showed you four sorry <laughs> wow i know i got a headache so i don't know what's happening right oh here. i don't know you hey that's okay okay right. then let's get into it Let's go to the mall, everybody. I'm I'm trying the sound bar over here. Soundboard. Soundboard. So I have Ooh, like soundbar. Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah. You put it under your TV. <laughs> what did you think it was? I don't know, but I was like, does I'll Jack go to the soundbar. Does Chat need to write an ad for it? Take me to the soundbar. Which is funny because I don't drink at all. But. And you don't like sounds. <laughs> and I don't really like sounds, but I just like my brain thought, hey, you've heard that word before. What is it? And I went to a sound bar as in a location, not the thing that sits under your TV. Oh, here's something that happened this week. Um, while the guys were here, I took my Xbox out of the closets, closet it's in attached to our bathroom where I normally play. Yeah. And took it downstairs so they could play. And because it was down there, June and Sunny wanted to play a game. Mm-hmm. I only have one or two games that they just couldn't do. Yeah. So we start looking for games I can download. We download this game called Unravel which is Yarny. this character Yarny. He's made of yarn and he like slingshots himself with his yarn and you go he, like, through this like unravels as he walks constantly leaving a trail of yarn yep. behind him and eventually he'll run out. So you have to collect more yarn and he yeah. fills himself back and up. It's like, like you right. just complete it. Yeah. It's the like end just of the like level. a, you know, story puzzle type thing. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a Mario game where you're just going one way yes, and you're just trying to figure out how to solve the clues to get to the, like to jump over things, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I started playing this. Well, first I downloaded, I was like, do you want to play that? Like, no, we just want to watch you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That, that adds up for June. And they were <laughs> so captivated by it. Yeah. That they've asked, we've played three nights. We played three nights in a row. Yeah. And it was the end of day treat for yes. them. To watch you complete a level. To watch me play a level of Yarny, which is now, it's called Unravel, but we're calling it Yarny. Yeah. Um, But Brooke was like, just look at, you know, I'm playing and I'm, you know, casually playing. Yeah. And I'm like, look at them. Turn I turn your head and, and they are just, they like they are so invested. Next in, level invested on this sweet little Yarny, making, getting past the crabs or getting past. And he can drown. Or, yeah. And, oh yeah, he can die. So, I mean, it's very like, yeah. it's not. You just it's like, not intense. You just, you just, the screen goes black and you start over back where you were. But Sonny was like, dad, is he really dead? Oh. <laughs> like, well, well, no, I mean, no, um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever was really, at, no, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. are we all alive? <laughs> um, are we in the matrix? <laughs> yeah. So Sonny, there's this thing called the matrix. Yeah. We're in it. We're actually in pods fueling machines as batteries yes obviously but during that time we're here we invented yarny <laughs> and so someone in the matrix invented yarny for us to play yeah. to distract us from, from the being <laughs> wow there's also a movie inception that was made while we were in, in the, the matrix. matrix which so no yarny's not dead we're just going to respawn and try it again yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so cute though but i remember watching I think we talked about this maybe once a while ago about how like if you choose the right games and you monitor it like you should any sort of technology or anything like that in your home we've had this conversation with friends i don't know if we've I don't ever, know if we've had, ever had, on, had it on, on here uh, like you and i speaking for ourselves like we are not anti-video game no at all i'm a big fan you're a big fan you still play a lot you that's why the playing. mario movie was was so great. All my dreams come true. And while I didn't personally play a ton, that wasn't really my personality, and I was just a little bit older than my brother who had it, I sat and watched him play 
while I was doing something else, I would, mm-hmm. was making a craft or I was, I don't know, I was like keeping my hands busy kind of a thing. But I sat in his room for hours and yeah. hours and hours or in the basement with him, like watching him play games more like that. Like yeah. these storytelling games Crash where you're Bandicoot, just trying to get, oh, oh, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie 2. <laughs> all, uh, Zelda and the Ocarina. All sorts of things. And it was like very bonding. It yeah. really can be this you know, family oriented, like just like you would sit and play an actual game, like a board game. I think that having video games like on a main television screen is going to be less damaging to your kids than giving them a cell phone. Thousand, million, million percent. You know, one, it's on a big screen. So then it's, it's instantly monitored because everybody can see it. You're walking in and out and all this kind of stuff. And so It's funny, my sister was talking about getting a Nintendo Switch and she was like, what do you think about that? Like, how do you think they'll do? And I'm like, honestly, I think I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like, right. they're going to play together. Right. They're going to learn how to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sometimes it's not going to go well mm-hmm. and they're going to learn how to win. Yeah. Sometimes that's not going to go well. Yeah. They're, you're going to be able to see what they're playing. My my mom always had a rule. And this was again, you know, years ago. No, we, we weren't allowed a Game Boy. No we weren't allowed devices. the Sega, whatever the Sega one was, mm-hmm. um, just because she didn't want us all just playing our own thing, which is yes. crazy now because now that's, that's like, literally all people do. And so yeah. I'm not saying go buy a video game system right, to right, bond right. your family together, but right. I'm not but opposed to it. But it is an option. It. Yeah. Like it is something you can play, again, when you're using it like that. Yeah. I'm saving right now in Digit, <laughs> now opportune. Um for a Nintendo Switch for that exact reason. Yeah. That we can all play together. Maybe it's like a Sabbath thing or it's a Friday night thing or yeah. um because I think it, it does it there is something fun about playing those types of games yeah. with family. Absolutely. I mean, there's a moment in the movie where, you know, Mario and Luigi that got me very emotional because they're brothers. <gasps> oh, and I was yeah. like thinking of my brothers yeah. and how we played these games together. And yeah. I was just like, man, that was cool. So that is cool. I was always Yoshi. And then there's an end credit scene. Don't stop, 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 stop. So. There is an end credit scene. All right. What are we talking about? Topic of the day. So. What the, are we doing? We're still going through the integrated notes. <laughs> um, because they're so deep and amazing. And hardy. Deep, hardy. Mm, that's the right word. Chunky? <laughs> thick? No, not like thick, thick with, with a K, though. Oh, like, man. <laughs> I saw this reel. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Oh no! Right now, um, live. Oh my word! It it's it's not exactly the nicest spirited reel. <laughs> so I don't I don't approve of the messaging. Okay. But you improve of the laughter though, or oh, it's gone. <gasps> they took it down. So Whoa. it was like, it was like, Asian plus size stores <laughs> hit differently. And so it's zooming in on all these signs okay. for an Asian plus size store. And it's like... I've never heard of such a thing. Well, I guess I don't know why I would. But they're like in in Asia. Yeah, right, you right. Know, somewhere right. down there. And <laughs> they're named like... One was named Love Cow. No. <laughs> one was named like Fat the, Fat Girl. Like no, were, that's no, that's not real. That's not real. That is not real. 100%. And I was like, what am I watching <laughs> No. It was like Thai fat. <laughs> PH? No. Oh, love no. calorie. <laughs> love like, calorie? Yeah, just not calories, just love calorie. Because it's like, I don't know if it if it's more attractive for a store there to be like right. named in English. I don't I don't know where they were, but <laughs> they just kept doing it and they were also Oh my goodness. That's insane. <laughs> And it got taken down? The real, I guess, got taken down because I sent it to Kelsey. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, I don't know why, where I got I there. I don't know but... either. I said thick. <laughs> yeah. Thick. I think one of them was called thick. <laughs> wow. Like, how, is, how is this allowed? Exactly. But that's where it's like you get into the, you ever like order something on Amazon and then you read the directions and you're like, yeah, this was translated. Like <laughs> yeah, this no, does this not is, make sense. Yeah. Well, our robot vacuum was like that oh, <laughs> all yeah. the directions were in chinese something. or japanese or something i think it's japanese yeah <laughs> and so anyway anyway <laughs> if you ever want to go shopping there's a store called thick with two c's that you can go to wow um 
<laughs> so totally changed subjects. Um, at integrated, Dr. Josh is a part of integrated. And he mm-hmm. usually always teaches sort of on emotional intelligence. Um, this was specifically geared towards your kids. I, again, I've, I've spoken so highly of Dr. Josh. And if you have, and if this is sort of the talk that you're just like, wow, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I want more of that. He is going, him and his wife, Christy are going to be speaking at the best is yet to come marriage event mm. on July 9th. And it will be invaluable to your marriage. Yeah. Uh, they've helped thousands of couples. And so not only will I think it be invaluable to your marriage on a like one-to-one communication, but I think it will also just benefit the way you communicate with your children. Mm. And th- yeah. there'll be some of that thrown in there as well. So he started off, um, by telling this story, he was at a park and he was with maybe just one of his kids. And there was this dad walking, holding one kid over his shoulder mm-hmm. and another kid was 30 feet behind him. Yeah. And she was crying mm-hmm. and he yelled back, stop crying and keep up. Mm. And that really like just, a, you know, Josh is like, you know, when anytime I see sort of hard parenting to watch in public. Like, I don't know if the kid on his shoulder just had a blowout or yeah, has, you don't know, you know but, but, but that's always just sort of hard to see. Yeah, it is. Hard. Um, and our kids, so he started with that story to just basically say, our kids are always trying to say, see me, mm. see me, see me, see me. And, and yes. if you're a parent, yes, this is very apparent yes. when they say, mom, 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 yes. mom, look, mom, look, look, look. Are you look, looking? Are you, are you looking? Are you watching? Are you Mom, watching? Watch I can't this. hold it much longer. Watch Mom. This. And then Watch I'm like, this. oh gosh, she's serious. <laughs> she's in a handstand. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm I'm just going to read some of the notes just as is, and we can you can kind of just chime in. Well, I'll try to chime in, but sometimes I don't know what you're connecting. Yeah. When we aren't seen, we end up not seeing our kids. Mm. And so maybe that person with the kid over his shoulder just felt unseen that day. Yeah. You know, by his wife or his boss or, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh shared this cir- these two sort of visual circles that I'll try to describe as best as I can. Uh, one's called the circle of security, mm-hmm. uh, parent attending to his child's needs. And so mm-hmm. it's, you see this kind of circle. Uh, I'll see if I can link this in the show notes. And then there's two hands and one of them says secure base and one of them says safe haven. Mm. Um, like kind of coming off of yeah. both sides of the circle. Yeah. And so as you leave secure base, there's like little drawings of kids. Mm-hmm. I need you to support my exploration so that, so that, you know, we're kind of letting go of our kids, allowing them to explore. Yeah. I need, and then there's a kid. And climbing she's, a tree. <laughs> yeah. The first kid is just like pulling a wagon. The second kid's climbing a tree. Watch over me, delight in me, help me enjoy with me. Mm. And then I need you to welcome my coming to you. So then, then we're kind of circling back towards the safe haven side of the circle. side of the circle. Yeah. Um, and it's a girl running towards the hand. I need you to welcome my coming to you. Mm. And then there's a kid crying next and it says, I need you to protect me, comfort me, delight in me, organize my feelings. And so oh, organize we, my feelings. How interesting. I've never heard that phrase. We need to be a secure base to allow our kids to go off and to leave from, to leave from yeah. and explore and understand how the world works. And, and even just like, like me talking about the movies, part of that being a secure base is like, I'm going to sort of secure, make sure that that's going to be a safe place for you mm-hmm. to see that movie or to learn that lesson or all that kind of stuff. And then we also need to be a safe haven when our kids are looking for that sort of comfort, mm. nurturing, protection, and all this kind of stuff. And at the bottom, it says, always be stronger, always be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. Whenever possible, follow your child's needs. Whenever necessary, take charge. You know, again, we're not letting mm. our kids dictate all the things. I can't, I can zoom in, I guess, on mine. Always be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. Oh, here, yeah. Whenever possible. Follow your child's needs whenever necessary. Take charge. I feel like people live in often live in one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, not. I don't and, think they've named and, it. And we talked about like, it. They're just so dominant. Take charge. Yeah. Do it my way as the parent. Or they're like, whatever you need. And I'm like, uh, what they need is for you to have an opinion yeah. and take charge. And we talk about like, we want to 
call our kids to a high standard yes. and also provide high support. Yeah. And a lot of times, and, and parents default to one or the other. Kind so I default to high support innately. Mm-hmm. I'm not this sort of, my kids are going to set the table every night because that's their job no matter what. Right. And so I've had to sort of challenge myself mm-hmm. to call them up to a high standard, but then also provide that high to support. To meet the high support. Or yeah. you, 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 know, you, you might default to a high standard and you have low support. And that's a very, cha- both are challenged, going to challenge kids in different ways. Yeah. Um, so uh, we often confuse childish behavior with disobedience. <laughs> I don't think our kids are necessarily always just being disobedient. They're just being kids sometimes. Yes. And I think how we react to those moments, and, and we talk about this with training. If I haven't trained my kid in a certain way, it's not disobedience for them not to behave that way. Right. They just don't know. Yeah. It's like just if I haven't trained my muscle in a certain way, it's not a disobedient for it to like, uh, not work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, that's a great example. Like you don't get mad at yourself. I mean, you might in some ways, but like if you can't lift a certain amount of weight or run a certain distance or whatever... Yeah. Like your body's not being disobedient. It just literally doesn't know how to do yeah, that. It's yet. a baby muscle. It's yeah. a child, you know, it hasn't been kind of trained in that. And so I think oftentimes we try to put the cart before the horse in a sense where we haven't trained and yet we desire the results of training. Mm-hmm. And then when we don't get those results, we think it's disobedience. Yeah. And we lash out or yeah. or, you know, we don't go back and say, hey. I also think that sometimes when parents are, are un, maybe unknowingly believing or feeling, oh, my kid's disobedient, what they actually say out loud is my kid never listens. I feel like that's what it looks like. You know, like when I hear a parent saying that and I'm like, okay. And so what you mean by that, like not just literally doesn't hear you, but they're not hearing you and acting. And so you believe that they're being disobedient. Is can a kid do that? Absolutely. Yeah. They can ignore you and and do that. But yeah. I like that was one of the things I had when I read over your notes the first time. I was just like, oof, that'll preach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they are kids and they will have childish behavior. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Okay. Now he went into a session called Five Things Our Children Need from Us as Fathers. Mm. And so I believe some of these will again. We're trying to purify our definition of fatherhood. Yes. So I don't want to just by default say this is all for moms too. Right. Even though I know we have a huge audience of moms. Yeah. But I think what this might do, and, and again, we're going to read through them. We're going to discuss them. We're going to talk about them. What it might do is it might, as a mom, there might be a little bit of conviction that, hey, maybe I'm stepping on my husband's toes a little bit. Maybe I'm sort of trying to take over some of his responsibilities. Yeah. There might be some conviction there. There might be some, wow, my husband needs to step up a little bit. Mm. No one's doing this. Right. And so, Mm. and there might be, I'm naturally better at this. So what does that look like? And I think that looks like having conversations and, you know, kind of all that kind of stuff. But if there is, if if you feel like your husband needs to step up, there are, the, the the way to do that isn't by saying, hey, dumb dumb, you got to start doing this stuff. Well, it's, it's literally not by saying, hey, stop crying, keep up. Yeah. And so <laughs> have, if you find yourself feeling like, oh, I wish yeah. my husband had this list, mm-hmm. there's probably a way to encourage him in this. There's probably a way to like s- deliver these in micro doses or have really cool conversations about it, mm-hmm. not just hey, I'm going to open up this fire hose. You better start drinking right. type of thing. So yeah. that's just sort of like a... Yeah. And I also think there's a big difference in the father-husband who wants to do these things, yeah. but doesn't know where to start or doesn't know yeah. what it looked like. That person might be thrilled to be handed a list. Yeah, absolutely. Like thrilled. And then there's the person who's like, yeah, no thanks. I, or, or like, I don't want that or I'm not interested in that. And that's that's very different. Yeah. But I think you could... Yeah, if that's the relationship you have, you could ask. Yeah. Like, I listened to something today about this. Are you it? Are yeah. you interested in in me writing that down for you yeah. or whatever? Start at thirty eight minutes. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. So five things our kids need from us as fathers. And again, this is part mm-hmm. of the integrated notes. He's speaking to a bunch of dads. Um. And there's like one. There's one main point, and then there's a few points underneath. So I'm okay. just going to read them. Okay. And chime in as you see fit. Okay. They need us to see them. Number one. 
They need us attuned to what we need to be attuned to what our individual children need. Mm. Our kids know we are connected to them. That's just ingrained in them as yeah. kids. And as they feel seen, they feel that we got their back. Yeah. And so all of those are, you know, they, they need to know that we see them. Yeah. And, and see them as individuals, not as like a yeah. pack of kids that yeah. you have. Yeah. You know, obviously we're trying to create a strong family culture, so we don't want them to only be individuals, but Correct. there are definitely moments where I know that Sunny and June respond differently to different types of instruction. Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to be a little bit more blunt with one than I am the other. Mm. Um, I, I think when I read this, they need us to see them. There are so many moments in my days where I just don't want to see them. Mm. You know, I, so I feel some conviction over there, but it's also, I mean, there's also just a reality to life and there's a reality to work and there's a reality to the rhythm and, the, and there's mm. things like that. But I definitely. Do you mean don't want, like literally with your eyes, you don't want to see them around? Or do you mean like, like I just want to be to knowing what it takes for someone to feel seen. You don't want to give that effort in the moment. In some moments. Yeah. Right, there are right, definitely right, right. moments where I a hundred percent want to give that effort. Yeah. But there are, there are obviously moments of selfishness or busyness or laziness yeah. where I just want to just be an individual. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> want to do what I was doing before you asked me to see you. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and one helpful thing, which is actually in Josh's book, Famous at Home, he talks about there, the, the question that he likes to ask, like he, he had this interview on a podcast and it was like 10 minutes away and his daughter, I think it was his daughter, asked him if she could, if he could do something with her. Mm. And what he, what she asked would only take five minutes. Mm. And so he, he had to ask himself the question, and this is sort of the habit that he's gotten in is why not? Right. If someone's asking me something. Why are the reasons I can't do it? Yeah. And if those are valid, like right. let's say and that you don't rattle them off. All no, off no, to no. Your but, kid, it, but but it's a good it's a good internal sort of check of your heart. Yeah. To determine whether you, you actually need to say no. Yeah. Or and, not. And and this has been very helpful to me. So Sunny, uh, our five year old, is very into riding her bike around the loop of the neighborhood. Of yeah. the neighborhood, we get asked I think fifty times a day. Probably. You want to go on a quick loop. You yeah. want to go on a quick loop. Yeah. Sometimes and, she won't say any words and she'll just use sign language. Yeah. That's, I know what she's saying, but I'm also like, please use your words. Yeah. Please. So, so helpful. So there are times where mm. I ask myself, why not? Yeah. And I don't have a valid reason. I don't have mm. to be anywhere. I, if usually she asks me while I'm downstairs. So I've been at my computer. I'm sort of giving myself a break for my eyes and my body to move. Yeah. And it's a great break to go outside, yeah, ride, around ride around the bike. And so I think that there are probably opportunities where we can see our kids better. And I think mm. asking why not when they ask us for something is a why really not? is a really great way. Take a crazy chance. I don't know that song. Hillary Duff. Oh. Classic Lizzie McGuire. Why not do a crazy dance? Oh wow. <laughs> um and so yeah, that's just my encouragement to you. I think that one applies to moms and dads. Oh, know, our yeah. kids want us to see them. And so I think we see them in different ways absolutely. As, as moms and yep. dads, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two, they need to feel our love. This is a really powerful things, powerful thing for our kids to see us for this is a really powerful thing for our kids to see in us. I don't know what I wrote there. No. <laughs> this is a really powerful thing for our kids to see us and love us. Is that what you mean? Like for us to see our kids and love them. Yeah, I think you have it flipped. Yeah. But yes. Um, so there's this big study, and I finally got the name of it. Robert Epstein, a Harvard University study. Okay. The number one most effective parenting strategy. So this guy studied families for 30 years or something. Okay. And the kids that turned out the best. Right. Like emotionally healthy, intelligent, smart. Fun, all well-rounded well -rounded uh, kids, grown-ups. Grown -ups. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. Right. We're not raising well-rounded eight-year-olds. We're trying to raise well-rounded 80-year-olds. Yeah. Um, the number one effective parenting strategy was love and affection. Wow. That those kids experienced love and affection regularly. Yeah. Number two was how you manage stress as a parent. Mm. And number three was how you treated your spouse. So the top three have nothing to do with discipline, have nothing to do with training, 
have nothing to do with academics, academics or sports or intelligence or mm-hmm. natural skill. It is your kids getting love and affection, you managing stress well, you being emotionally intelligent, yeah, not flying off the handle, not shutting down, not shutting down, not raging, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then how you treated your spouse, your mm-hmm. husband or wife. And so imagine a moment where something stressful happens and you start treating your spouse poorly. Your mm-hmm. kids. Now you're doing see- two, yeah. two things that are. Yeah. <laughs> and so that to me, and again, I, I haven't looked at the study, but I just, you know, I'm trying to keep up with Josh as, you know, typing, yeah, yeah. as I'm taking notes, but those three that if you work on those three things and you ask mm-hmm. the Lord to sort of like, take charge of these three areas of my life. Yeah. Show me how to guide show you in those. guide me in, into how to show my kids love and affection, mm. guide me into how to manage stress, guide me in the way I treat my spouse. He will. Yeah. And you'll be convicted quite often. Yes. But your eight year old will be a healthy 80 year old. Yeah. It doesn't do. matter yeah. how, doesn't matter how smart they are. Doesn't matter how good they are at things. Doesn't matter, right. matter how charming they are. Mm. They will be, most likely they will be yeah statistically yeah be healthy because you were able to do those three things well wow wow need to write those three things yeah. down somewhere well somewhere not on my phone that i can see with my eyes um the single and i've seen the statistic b- before yeah the mm-hmm. single greatest factor to transfer of faith to the next generation mm. is the relational warmth from a father and if you think about all the people who have deconstructed and all the sort of like kind of fringe nonsense that's entered the church. Yeah. A lot of it is daddy issues. Oh yeah. And so if you are, if you as a dad are not relationally warm to your kids, Mm. that is something you need to work on. And I remember, so Brian Zemer changed my life. Changed your life. We were opening, I'm going to get emotional. Make me cry. (laughs) We were, (laughs) we were opening supply, Mm -hmm. which was a, one of the biggest things we've ever done. Yeah. We, which if you weren't listening, then we renovated an 18,000 square foot co- we a building to turn into a co business space. partners who just like believed in us yeah. incredibly. Yeah. And we were getting ready to open the doors and Brian sat Brooke and I down and he said, Hey, you guys can come off as cold. Mm. And I wasn't there for this conversation. He was just with you. Oh. Maybe, he, I, uh, maybe I put you in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, and I know that I can, especially when I don't have my voice. Yeah. And he's like, so all I want from you today is to be warm towards the people that come in this building. Mm. And I realized that that coldness Mm. transferred to all areas of my life. Yeah. And so I am relationally warmer to my kids because of that conversation. Yeah. And now I'm hoping that you are going to be relationally warmer to your kids because of this podcast. Yeah. Because it is so incredibly important, especially when you see that the single greatest factor to transfer faith to the next generation is that, is that, I mean, obviously the Lord is yes, yes, sovereign yes. over all of it, right, but right, right. you know, again, we play a part in that. Yeah. So mm. number one, they need us to see them. Number two, they need to feel our love. And number three, let's hammer it home one Yay. more time. <laughs> they need structure and rhythm. Yes. A child that doesn't have structure is chaotic. Mm. Um, This is where coaching and discipline come into place. Kids need routine. Yeah. They need it. They need this for their brains to start thinking straight and acting, act accordingly. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've all seen a kid sort of lose their ish. (laughs) Um, And so, but again, this is why we started Tiny Rhythms. This is why we created the family plan calendar. I have, there, there's something in your soul that feels this, that has this longing and need, even as an adult, mm. for rhythm, schedule, routine, discipline. Yeah. And it's when we don't live by those things, like... Well, God is a God of order. Yes. He's not a God of chaos. And so if we were created in his image, then we were created to desire those things. And yeah. so that's literally why. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and, and we've talked about this extensively we are summing up all of those things mm-hmm. in, I, I think, t- um, in, a recor- in an e-course called oh, Rhythm, cool. yeah, sorry, I didn't Rhythms Made Simple. Yes. So like we're kind of 
For you're like, I want to know more about that. And I'm like, okay, listen to episode one, 68 here and, and here, then 20 minutes of and then, 59. And then we talk about it again in episode 197. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We're condensing it all into this e-course, e-course so that you can to go sort of over and the, rewatch. The, yeah. Why you need a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last part of the e-course is going to be how to implement a rhythm. Yeah. And, and so it's both why and how. And, you know, because it's an e-course, we'll update it as we go mm-hmm. and so like if you buy it once when it becomes available yeah two years from now we're talking about how to have a rhythm with a 10 year old there will probably be some yeah stuff on that yeah so so that that so it matters to us so deeply and this again best is yet to come marriage event another place where we will hammer this home we're having jeremy Pryor come in because he's the one that sort of mentored us in that gandalf is, gandalf is going to be there and we're super stoked um, Should I bring him a staff so yes. he can come out and say, "Protect Thou the rhythm." Shall not pass. Speech, 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 <laughs> um, speech, Bilbo. And and so it's so valuable. And again, we'll 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 launch this e course, which I think will be a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And then Brooke has another one called Home Joy, which is then even more sort of practicality Specific specifically to towards home. homes, and I would say even more specific to moms. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, kids need that structure. They need that rhythm. And, and again, I'm not just trying to plug all the stuff, no, no, but, no, no. But, but that's but we, why we make the things we make. Like it, it is connected. Yeah. And I think what's really unfortunate is that so many people here, kids need rhythm or routine and what they default to is this like, again, so instead of high support, it's high demand, like an extreme schedule. Yeah. That is literally by the clock and at eight o'clock and at eight fifteen and by nine. And then and then when that doesn't work, because that's not life. <laughs> You're not managing that stress very well. <laughs> no, you throw it all out, you feel yep. defeated, you do all these things, and you're like, it doesn't work. It doesn't we work. We can't follow a routine. Yeah. And I'm like, I, as someone who rarely pushes back, would say, I, I don't believe that. That's I a think, lie. Yeah, I think you are you're trying to follow the wrong thing or the wrong version of it. Yeah. 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 So and you just they need us to see them. They need to feel our love. They need structure and rhythm. Number four, they need a healthy mix of support and challenge. So hey, there we go. High value. High support. High, high support. High demand. High demand. Is that is that the yeah. phrase demand? Um, expectation. Each maybe? child is going to be different. And again, we all as parent. If you're a parent out there who has two kids, or if you're a person who has a sibling, <laughs> you know that every kid is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so. Which how cool, right? So cool. How cool? I mean. It, <laughs> It's, uh, it's one of my regrets in life that we didn't start having kids earlier. Mm. You know, as I've learned all this stuff, as I've seen our girls yeah. grow, because I think we would just, we would have just been, yeah, letting them rip. Yeah, let them rip. Well, well, that did happen. That did happen. That's an episode e- called Courage Over Fear. <laughs> no, actually, that's the set. Is that? Is I think it? so. Was it? Was Maybe it? The- yeah. Um, so they need a healthy mix of support and challenge. Each kid is going to be different. Our kids in culture today are rushed, which is mm. which is what we were just talking about. This like super high schedule. You have to do all the things, be in all the sports, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, sidebar. My little tiny conviction right now in life is that we have too many toys. Me and you. Yeah. Like, like in our, yeah. In our house. Because mm. I've been getting these reels of parents who've thrown out most of their toys. And, right. It, it donated de- whatever yeah it de- yeah. definitely has this sort of like convicting element to it mm-hmm. that are my kids even feeling rushed in the amount of choices Options they have, they have mm. with their toys like is there a subconscious the- thing going on there that they it, it's like netflix fatigue i well, can just- watch anything yeah but I don't. Pick. So you're either paralyzed and you and you can't you never decide yeah. and you're panicked or you bop along between everything. Yeah, because you have FOMO of what might this might yeah. not be the best show for me. And so, mm. anyways, I've I've just been wrestling with that a little bit lately. Um, offer them differing support versus challenge, uh, based on the situation. So, mm. let's like June. Here's a great example. June is scared of heights. Mm-hmm. So it's very real. Very real. I can see it in her body. I don't know if it can be passed down, but it's real for Brooke too. <laughs> yes. I have a slight discomfort of heights, but I right. I don't I can jump off of a waterfall. Right. You would stand up there for hours. I physically cannot will myself to do it. It's not a matter of like you're going to be fine, Brooke. Let me talk you through the yeah. things. My body will not. Yeah. 
no matter how rational I know, why I'm going to be, be a terrible, okay. amazing race partner. That's why I would never. I'm thinking about trying out with Matt. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> I feel okay. like we'd, be, we'd have a good story. You know, I met him when he was yeah. in ninth grade. I Is was that show still happening? Probably. You would think. Or a TV doesn't it. have new ideas. That's right. It's definitely still happening. <laughs> yep. Season 285. Um, anyways, when June is up somewhere high, mm-hmm. I am not, just do it, just do it, just do it. Oh, no, no, My no. My support yes. is very different in those situations. Yes. When she, all of her bones fall out of her body because <laughs> I asked her to put the cans in the can crusher, <laughs> I change a little bit. And I'm like, you can do this. It's a little more high You'll expectation than high support. You know. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so I think, I think we need to be aware of that. And as we understand our kids and see their hearts more and more, as we see them, we become more naturally aware of that. Yeah. Um, And for me, I have to write it down. Like I, I have notes on my kids mm -hmm. because I cannot keep it all in my head and I end up not being as intentional and kind and warm and thoughtful as I desire to be. If I'm just like, oh yeah, Sunny likes that. Like if you, if I pay attention to them and notice, and then I have to write it down or it'll go whoosh right out the other side. And I used to feel silly. Like, am I really taking notes on my kids? Shouldn't I be able to remember this? You know? And I'm like, no. Someone really laughed at the, don't shit all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was advice Josh gave. He, He was like, sometimes if our kids are at a nine, we need to meet them where they are. And then as we come down, we show them how to come down with us. And so like, if your kid is like stressed, oh, like the panicked, on a scale of one to 10, yeah, they're like panicked. You yeah. know, <laughs> you, there, there are some times where you can just jump right in. The, oh, I know it's the worst thing that's ever happened. What are we going to do? And like, yeah, as you do that, they, they'll all, all of a sudden be like, Oh, my dad sees me. Mm-hmm. And then as you come down, you'll watch this magical thing where Right. They come down. Right. And and language that he says he uses is, is this a two problem or a nine problem? Like mm. he's given his kid that scale, those yeah. his kids that scale, which allows you as a parent to understand where you're, where you're needed. Yeah. And a nine problem is probably not a Brooke problem. It's probably a dad problem, mm. you know, because it's too much noise for you. <laughs> Soundbar. Yeah. That's interesting. Sometimes I'm rereading it. If our kids are at a nine, we need to meet them where they are. Yeah, because I tend to, I mean, I'm not saying I don't ever come in hot at a nine or a 10, but I naturally don't live any of my life at a nine or a 10. Right. I do think men can do this. And so I'm, I'm, I'm verbally processing out loud while we're recording. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> that like. Call each other baby, baby. Baby. I, I definitely don't just like come in at a two super calm if yeah. they're stressed out. I'm at least up to like a five. So they understand like, I see you. I understand. Mm-hmm. But I am so focused on getting them to calm down quasi quickly that it, I don't know if they feel super seen. I don't know. I've never, I've never asked. I've never really like yeah. truly thought. But it's about something it, you but, could at least test and measure. Like maybe if it's yeah. a, if it's eight, nine, and ten, that's Wonder where if I, I come, need to freak out a little more. That's where I come in. <laughs> but if it's a under an eight, I don't need to do that. I don't need to join them where they are because they because sometimes right. when our kids are so amped up it really is hard for them to come down yes and so maybe they do need that visual representation well, yeah and that's like that what's that great quote that i'm not going to remember how to say it exactly is like who let the dogs out yes rough 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 is it that one right who let the dogs out it's four four you sorry oh man um so embarrassing i know right <laughs> on the podcast too no like are we um we need something about how like we need to offer our kids our calm, not not meet them in their chaos, which mm. is like kind of the opposite of what we're saying right here. But I think differentiating when you they, know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Like and yeah, I think I think that's the that's the difference and is that it, it's an intentional you're going mm-hmm. to be seen and I'm going to help bring you down versus like actually losing your mind right alongside them yeah. and adding your emotions to yes. their plate. But I also think that this can be a positive thing. I think a lot of times when our kids are as excited, excited, eight, nine, ten. I know. About, I'm thinking about them like getting hurt yeah. or something or but being really sad. Let's say they're excited, eight, nine, ten, the Mario mm. movie's coming out. And we meet them at a four, five, six. Where I live all my life. Which is not all your life. No, I'm getting better. That's a lie. Yeah. Um, they, I think in excitement, 
we should meet them more where they are mm. and really relish and enjoy what they're enjoying at that excited level. Yeah. Um, because I think it will be allow them to be seen. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm just recapping as we go. Mm-hmm. Number one, they need us to see them. Number two, they need to feel our love. Number three, they need structure and rhythm. Number four, they need a healthy mix of support and challenge. And number five, they need identity. At the end of the day, every single one of us is a child who is running the circle of security. Mm. (laughs) When we hit a real problem, when we hit a real or perceived threat, we turn our idols into God instead of using God as an attachment figure. Mm -hmm. So instead of running to God's hands of, secure base and safe haven we run to entertainment yeah abuse yeah food technology um what you see is a father what in matthew 3 what you see is the father was present in jesus life the father affirmed him and his identity was a son Mm. the trouble is that when we start losing our identity as a son we stop becoming a secure base and a safe haven for our kids. Mm. And so this is where Josh like just kind of nailed it home that like every, you know, he's talking to a group of very successful men mm-hmm. to varying degrees. Um, and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. And I was front row. And Brad and I were there. Yeah. <laughs> every single one of us needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, and where are we on the path of emotional safety, which again is sort of that circle um, like you personally, yeah, us as, personally as adults, as adults, are we, where are you? do we have feelings of security that we can go explore and we feel confident? Mm-hmm. Do, are we at a place where we see a real or perceived threat or are we running to safety because something has happened to us? Mm. And so, um, I think understanding that we're understanding where we're experiencing the father's presence, love and affirmation in our lives will help us in our true identity as sons, which will then lead us into our true identity as fathers. Mm. And so while this is all about children, yeah, what our kids need from us, it's really about what we, how we need to relate to God as a father as well. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, when we do those five things, when I know that God sees me, mm. when I feel his love, when I live under the structure that he's given me in his word and live by that rhythm and those rules and those things, Mm -hmm. um, when I feel challenged by the way that he's convicting me, but also support in the way that he loves me. And when he gives me my identity, I'm a better person. And then I'm a better dad, I'm a better husband, I'm a better all these things. And so when when we go out this week and try to parent our kids and try to add some of these things and I'll, I'll probably just paste these notes in the show notes or paste yeah. them on a blog or and link s- to it yeah i'll find a way so you guys can read this because yeah. sometimes i think having it to be able to refresh is is really good mm-hmm. um actually why don't you message us uh the word need on instagram on instagram and all, all have caps a, all caps or lowercase but it yeah. has to just be the word need don't add an exclamation point don't add a question mark no don't add an emoji spell it right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have a play, place where this is linked and it will send you the notes and then that way you can yeah. see them and read them. Um, because I, I think this is, I think this is one of those podcasts where uh, this could have such an impact on your life, mm-hmm. but if it you, won't be, yeah. it's not like, oh, the chair behind, that's super helpful today. Like yes. this is definitely yeah. something that you have to like sit with and wrestle with and ask God for help with and go back to over and over again but in doing so, you are going to show up better for your kids. You're going to show up better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're going to allow God to love you the way that he wants to love you. Mm. So good. So so good. If you want to see Josh in person, which I know you do. <laughs> yes. July 9th, tickets are on sale. They're in the show notes. Honestly, don't miss it. We have early bird tickets right now. It's going to be... Josh and Christy are going to be there. Dr. Josh and Christy are going to be there. Jeremy the Gandalf Pryor is going to be there. <laughs> and just added this Brad just Ellis. In. Brad Ellis. From Ellis Custom Creations is going to be the MC and sort of host. Keep, yeah. Well, we're hosts, but you know what I mean. He's yeah. he's going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, 
that was so good. That was so good. I had read those obviously months ago when you yeah, went. Same. And I was just like, whoosh. And it's so encouraging to. What's your like, as you read this. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway? Like what's something that stood out to you that like, I need to either try that or I need to think about that more often again, because we're always trying to think of so many things. And yeah, and I, we just, Brooke just wrote a devotional about this of just like how we, she has this joke. We're like, Hey, you hear that this is poisonous for us now. Oh, everything's like, terrible for you. Like oh, everything, you know, like, you cool, can't cool, drink cool, anything, cool. you can't eat anything, don't drink water, like whatever, <laughs> you know, like all this kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. And so it can just heighten this sense of like, what am I keeping track of? Yeah. Which again, that's why you need to take the course home joy. Mm. But I, I think when we walk away with a pot, like a really good message like this, and I can say it's really good because it's not mine, it's Josh's. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's this element of like, oh, I'm going to do all of that. Yeah. But it, but that's impossible. Yeah. At least in the moment. Yeah. So for you, bro. Once heard what, someone say, if you want to be an idealist, you're going to have to work a lot harder. Yeah. And I so was like, what, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> that's it's, what I'm trying to do. It's not impossible to add them all over time. Correct. But if you want to run at all of them all at once, you're going to drop the ball a little yeah. bit. And so yeah. what is one thing that you feel like this is, this is something I want to work on? Um, ah, one thing I think maybe I'd have to pick two, which is the using the, we already use the, on a scale of one to 10 with them, but we really only use it with like how they're feeling physically when they don't feel well. Yeah. Like, are you or at how a one? hungry they are? Are you yeah. at a tent? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've never asked them to rate their excitement or rate other things like that mm, to just try good. to get a gauge on yeah. like what really does. Yeah, to like you study know, them. Like study them. I'm like, oh, she always rates that a seven and yet she always rates that a four. Like yeah. they're different. And so like that's another way to pay attention to that. Um, and that's also helpful to me to try to meet them at their level, uh, their number level. Um, so that's probably one. And then I would say um, probably the second one, they need they need to feel our love. And then those three strategies, right? The showing love and affection, how you manage stress and how you treat a spouse. I think how I manage stress and how You're I treat a spouse are okay. I think there's always room for growth, but I'm not like, yeesh, that's me. You know, um, but the like showing love and affection, mm-hmm. I'm not a lovey-dovey physical person. Sorry about that, T. I'm working on it. I really am. Okay. But- I know it carries over into my kids. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Remember to text a friend about the podcast. Mm. Or DM us the word need if you want the notes from today's episode. Okay. Okay, I I love love you. you. Bye. Bye.